Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. Lily Devon had been living in Wakefield for some months now. When she first came from Chicago to manage the supper club for Del Shipley, the blonde young woman had been the object of considerable curiosity to the local people, but now was an established member of the little community. She was happier in Wakefield than she'd ever been before. But there was one shadow so far as the young woman was concerned, and this was her relationship with Randy Lane. Randy, who treated Lily as a comrade, an affectionate friend, but nothing more. Well, today, as Lily walks down Main Street slowly, she is reviewing a conversation she'd had with the young man the day before. And then she catches sight of Randy's mother, Aunt Mary Lane, and calls. Hello, Aunt Mary. Lily. How are you, dear? I'm just fine, thanks. You're looking well, Aunt Mary. The trip to Chicago must have done you good. It did, Lily, because I was so pleased with the way it turned out. Yeah. I guess we all feel a whole lot better now that Mario Descari back home where he belongs. I can tell you the Lane family spirits have risen a great deal. So I gathered. I saw Randy and Peggy yesterday at different times, and they both were quite excited about it all. Excited? Peggy's been absolutely giddy. She's so happy. <laughs> I know. How have you been, Lily? We haven't seen as much as you as we'd like to. Sure, I know how it is. You've been awfully busy, Aunt Mary. Of course, that doesn't mean I forgive Randy for neglecting me. Has he been? Well, I must scold him if that's the case. I told him yesterday he ought to be ashamed of himself. Good for you. <laughs> but I guess he has a pretty good excuse. After all, there's nothing wrong with my health. Your health? I don't understand. Oh, I just mean with all these trips he's been making to Huntsville to see Kit Calvert, I guess his time's been pretty well taken up. Oh, so Randy told you about that, did he? Yeah. I, uh, I was sort of surprised. Surprised? Why, Lily? Oh, well, Aunt Mary, I, I don't want to get on dangerous ground, but, well, I guess everybody knows about the Calverts. And it seemed odd to me that Randy would go to so much trouble trying to help her, especially after the way Kit behaved toward Peggy. Well, Lily, Kit's a mighty sick girl. And Randy finally agreed with me. It was only right that we should try to help her if we could. You mean, at first, Randy wasn't in favor of it? No, he wasn't. But he's changed his mind. And lately, he's shown a great deal of interest in Kit's case. I see. Well, good for him. I do hope this experiment they're making will do some good. Yeah. Because when she was a little tot, there was an awfully sweet side to Kit. I see. Well, anyway, it's swell of Randy to cooperate. In fact, it's quite a romantic situation. Romantic. Oh, you know, Aunt Mary, the old saw about patients falling in love with their doctors or vice versa. Oh, but Randy's not Kit's doctor. He's only a symbol to her. One she created in her childhood. I know, but Randy's grown up now. So's Kit. Don't forget that, Aunt Mary. Beautiful patient, childhood sweetheart. 
Don't you see the possibility? <laughs> Gosh, I'm turning into a regular Dan Cupid. Better watch my step, huh? But though Lily tried to turn it into a joke, a vague thought in Mary Lane's mind had been confirmed by this conversation. The idea that Lily Devon was quite interested in Randy. Well, after they had gone their separate ways, Mary Lane thought back to Lily's suggestion that Randy might become involved with Kit Calvert. How would she feel if that were to happen? It was a question that Aunt Mary couldn't answer, one she put aside for the time being. And at that same moment in the Huntsville Sanitarium, the young woman in question had just been brought into Dr. Larrabee's interviewing room. Good afternoon, Miss Calvin. Good afternoon. Please sit down, won't you? If you don't mind, Doctor, I'd rather lie down on the couch today. Oh, are you tired? Not especially. I'd just rather, that's all. I think, Miss Calvert, I'd prefer that you sit opposite me in your usual place. Why? Is it a disciplinary measure? Just because I don't want to? No, of course not. I, uh, I do have a reason, however. No, very well. Well, I'm ready. You can start the cross-examination. <laughs> Come now, Miss Calvert. You don't really think of me as an... an enemy, do you? Why shouldn't I? Because I'm quite sure you know I want to help you. That's what you say. Oh? Dr. Larrabee, if you're trained to probe into people's minds, I shouldn't think you'd have any doubt regarding my attitude toward you. I don't believe I have. You're a very intelligent young woman. I think you know quite well that in order to recover your mental health, it'll be necessary for you to work with me, not against me. If you refuse to, well, that too may be very revealing. In other words, you have an answer for everything. I try to. All right, Dr. Larrabee. I suppose it is time I stopped pulling your leg. I'll be honest with you, as I haven't been since I came here. Right. <laughs> I've really carried my little game too far, I'm afraid. I'm beginning to feel a little guilty about it myself. What game, Miss Well, all this nonsense I told you about this friend I had when I was a child. How crushed I was when I lost him, so I... Well, I... I made the whole thing up. Every word of it. You mean there was no such incident in your childhood? No, no, not at all. I suppose. Well, then why did you create it in your imagination? Why did you tell me about it? Oh, Dr. Lowby, you must know the answer to that. It's, it's perfectly obvious. I'll admit it had this much basis in truth. When I was a youngster, I was very definitely a rejected child. It's true I always longed for a friend, so... I simply made one up. Pretended. But there never was such a person, believe me. This is very interesting. And quite surprising. Well, I don't see why it should surprise you. It's very common for children to live in a fantasy world they create for themselves out of their own needs. Yes, that's true, but it's less common for an adult to continue the fantasy. Oh, but I didn't really. Don't you see? I was I was bored and well, it amused me, giving you this song dance. I, I thought I was to it. Wasn't that a rather malicious thing to do? Well, I suppose it was. But then you ought to know by now I'm quite a malicious person. In any case, I just wanted to let you know so you can call off this young man as 
It's what's-his-name who's been coming to see me. Well, you know his name, Miss Calvert. Perhaps I do. Must have slipped my mind. I don't think it has. What is his name? This young man who came here is your friend. A friend you once had. I just told you none of that was true. I made it all up. What was his name? Oh, well, it was Randy. Randy Lane. Yes. You, you can tell him it was all a joke now. Tell, tell him it was a mistake, anything. But it's foolish for him to come again. I, I don't want him to. It, he's, he's not a friend of mine. There never was such a person. Please, Dr. Larrabee, keep him away. I don't want to see him again. Not ever. The superficial calm the young woman had assumed when she came in was gone now. Her face was white. Her mouth trembled as she looked pleadingly at the doctor. Martin Larrabee was thinking. I was right. She did recognize Randy Lane. And she's connected him with her childhood. And now she resists facing it. Because facing it means the first step toward a cure. And she knows that being cured means that she'll have to face reality. Perjury indictment hanging over her. Criticism of her actions. And the punishment. Strange the DA's held off this long. Uh, thank heaven he has. Another few months and Miss Calvert will be well enough to go through with it. I'd swear to that. Especially in view of what she revealed today. <laughs> Trying to convince me she made up that story about her childhood. No, she knows now. She knows. She's just afraid. You get her to admit it. I don't think that's going to be such a hurdle. Yeah, she's going to be all right. Just a little more time is all we need. But as the psychiatrist congratulated himself on the postponement of Kip's trial for perjury, the wheels were already in motion to hasten the trial. Wheels set in motion by the girl's own father, Ben Calvert, at the instigation of his wife, Jessie, who hoped to see her hated stepdaughter imprisoned. <laughs> 